Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me in the pew, as always, is my, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, how's it going, man? Glad I'm here. <laughs> Glad you're here, too, man. We had a little mix-up this morning. We did. We did. I uh, I totally forgot you sent a text to me earlier in the week uh, about the time and date for mm-hmm. the recording. And, um, yeah, you, you caught me literally drinking a cup of coffee in my house, just relaxing, <laughs> and, and saying, dude, where are you? Well, I'm sorry about yeah. that. I probably should have reminded you. It's been a crazy week. No, so man. It's, hey, hey, I have to learn to write stuff down, as my wife says all the time. Well, either way, I apologize. Yeah. I and mean, thank you for showing up at, at such uh, That's right, my pajamas. Immediate. Right. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you did it immediately. So. My hair disheveled. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. You know, we've been we've been talking about a lot of things here lately, and one thing that's been both on both of our hearts has been Forgiveness, you know. Oddly enough, I hope you forgive me for uh, forgetting to text you and remind I, you. But, don't worry about it. <laughs> but it's something that you know we always talk on the show about the things that we're struggling with or the things that uh, we need to practice as as a Christian and a disciple of Christ. And forgiveness is definitely one of those. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And you know, forgiveness can really be the difference of of being living the Christian life or identifying as a Christian. You know, it's we all could say I'm Catholic or I'm this or I'm that, and and we identify that way. But to actually live it is tough. It's right. tough to be we a can Christian. Aden- yeah, we can identify cult- the being Catholic as our culture, right? But living it is a total different perspective, right? And forgiveness is one of those things where there's no negotiation on that, right? Like that's if if you're going to live the Christian life, if you're going to do what Jesus did, one of the things that he preached a ton about was forgiveness. You know, treating others as you would treat yourself. You like you would want to be forgive, forgiven, so therefore you have to forgive others. And, you know, I always, I always like to go and look at, at things with a catechism or with, you know, quotes from saints, the ones that have gone before us that have lived and learned. And, and obviously one of my favorite ones is John Paul II. I, I just literally love the guy. And, and one of the things that I found that he has said about forgiveness is forgiveness is above all a personal choice, a decision of the heart to go against the natural instinct to pay back evil with evil. And and there's truth in that. You know, so often, you know, when there's an opportunity or there's a situation where forgiveness is going to be called for on one side or the other, there's there's a hurt. Someone has done something, whether it was intentional or otherwise, that has caused a hurt. And if we're the ones that have been hurt, then we can easily see that as an evil. You know, we automatically assume a lot that if we're hurt that somebody did something on purpose. And so what he's saying there is it's very easy for us to go back and do something in retribution. You know, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. Or you hurt me and I'm completely done with you, no explanation, see you later, our friendship is over, whatever it is. And he's warning us there about that's not the way that we were taught, that's not the way Jesus told us. And and you're basically building a wall and hindering your own past path to holiness when you when you allow that separation to happen without giving forgiveness Mm -hmm. well it looks like forgiveness is actually an action Mm -hmm. you know it's more than just words in order really to forgive somebody or even if they haven't said sorry you have to kind of first look inside you and say obviously i am upset with something right and i'm waiting for this thing to be rendered by this other person but sometimes the other person may not know that they actually cause any wrong against you yeah so sometimes you have to find peace within yourself 
and that's tough but i mean what you said forgiveness is above is above all the personal choice mm-hmm. that's the ticket you know you have to make the decision yourself right and we have to take ourselves out of the whole like we look at it as if you know our pride gets in the way a lot right if yeah. i forgive them then i'm giving in i'm the one i'm the one that that you know i didn't do anything wrong i was wronged I'm not going to be the one to do this. Right. And it becomes very selfish. Yeah, right. I want that person to suffer a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. they need to be here in a pod. I'm not doing anything until they take the they make the first move. And and that's very dangerous because we can often look, we, we lose sight of the fact that, that we're impeding our own way to holiness in a lot of ways because God's grace is given to us and his mercy in a mirrored effect of how we give it to others. In fact, you know, we we say the Lord's Prayer almost every day. If you go to Mass, you say it every day. If you if that's your, your prayer that you go to, then you every and you're saying it every day, then you're participating in it as well. And it says, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It doesn't say, you know, if I do, you're basically telling God, Hey, I want your forgiveness and your mercy, but only and is proportionally to how much I forgive and am merciful to others. And if we're not realizing that we're saying that, you know, Father Larry Richards was one of the first person that brought that to my attention in one of his talks. I heard that and I went, wow, I've said that, I don't know, thousands of times in my life. And I've never really thought, understood the fact that I'm telling God, hey, if I don't forgive, it's okay for you not to forgive me. And that is a dangerous, dangerous path to walk. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the, one of the places that kind of, that echoes that sentiment is the catechism. I was looking through it. And, you know, uh, 2840 in the Catechism talks about this outpouring of mercy cannot penetrate our hearts as long as we have not forgiven those who have trespassed against us. We cannot love the God we cannot see if we do not love the brother or sister we do see. If in refusing to forgive our brothers and sisters, our hearts are closed and the hardness makes them impervious to the Father's merciful love. And that's exactly what we were just talking about. We are, we think that we're, gaining satisfaction off of blocking that opportunity to forgive someone or letting them sit in it like you said but what we're doing is we're basically cutting off the flow of god's grace and mercy in our life right and reading that kind of just came to something it you know jesus got a lot of of whenever the pharisees were were there and listening to him and watching him his response would be why are you so hard-hearted yeah right why are you Mm -hmm. not why is the 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 teaching i'm giving you or the joy that that I'm trying to share with you, you're not opening yourself to the glory of what I'm. I'm, you know, the kingdom of heaven is on earth right now. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm. I am giving you, you food of the spirit, and yet you are refusing to to let it feed your heart. Yeah, you're right. He talked about it all the time. I mean, got a couple of verses here. You know, Matthew six fourteen through fifteen. He says, "For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you." But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. He's basically saying the same thing that the Lord Prayer is saying and what we read in the Catechism. But also, be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. So he's hammering in over and over and over. Of course, there's another verse where he talks about um, where Peter goes to him and says, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times, he's questioning Jesus. And Jesus says, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. So he's saying endlessly, right? It doesn't, there is no limit. You don't get to sit back and say, 
you know, you made me angry, you hurt me, and I'm never going to forgive you. Jesus is trying to deliver a warning that your life is only going to be as blessed and as merciful and as grace-filled as you in turn give to someone else. And if we don't understand that, then we are really, really putting ourselves in a bad position in our day-to-day life. Because God wants to give us peace, right? Every How many times does he say, peace be with you, my peace I bring to you? He talks about peace the whole time he's here on earth. He wants us to be in this state of, of grace to where the worries and the concerns and all these things of the world don't weigh us down so that we can be the people that he created us to be. And, and holding pridefully holding forgiveness from someone, it blocks that peace. It steals our peace. In fact, John Paul II, he had another quote, the only way to peace is forgiveness, period. If you're allowing a hurt, or a hardened heart, as you said, to keep you from, from, you know, ex- allowing someone else to experience God through your forgiveness, then then you're never going to be peaceful. You're never going to be happy. Right. Well, even Christ broke his heart open for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. Right. He did everything he could for us by teaching, by living with the disciples and, and showing them, like you said, forgiveness is like a big part of the gospel. I mean, love and forgiveness. Yeah. And so... When, when we ignore what the message is bringing to us, you know, how are we able to really grow in our spiritual self? How are we grow to be able to, to be a better parent, to be a better spouse? You know, I'm going to do things that will upset my, my wife, right? Mm-hmm. Because I can be stupid sometimes, right? And then, therefore, I have to go back and say, you know what? I'm sorry I did that. I was either reactionary to something else going on or I'm comparing it with something that happened to be early in the day, and I didn't mean to make you the emotional punching bag. Yeah, you know something going on. And forgiveness is something that, when when you are fully given forgiveness of something you've done, I mean that peace, like you said, washes over you, right. and hopefully your heart isn't hardened to where it just it just it splashes around it and it doesn't submerge within it. You know? Yeah, and what, I mean, and, you, and we need to realize that forgiveness is it, it it's. It, it affects both people. A lot of times we feel like we're having to give something. You know, our egos say, mm-hmm. well, you're going to be on the losing end of this. But you're not because you're practicing virtue. And the whole reason that we're on this earth is to live and practice virtue. We've talked about that with humility and all these things that they all allow an open door for that grace and for the virtues that, that you need to live to be the, 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 the Catholic, the Christian that you need to be to, to grow in holiness. That's what we're here for. And so we, we need to stop looking at forgiveness as if we're losing something, but as we're giving a gift to someone else. Um, you know, there's, because it can easily become, you know, you and I, we talk a lot on the show about these things. And I don't want people to think as if we've got all this figured out, because I know I don't. I, a lot, you know, here lately in my life, I've had a lot of these opportunities to forgive, but also to receive someone asking for forgiveness. You know, I, I don't want to go into too, to, too much detail because obviously I don't want to I want to protect the people that I'm talking about here. But, you know, I've had several run-ins lately with people that I love or look up to, respect. And, and you know, one instance, I was doing what I thought was going to be good for a lot of people. And there was someone that um, that disagreed with, with, with an approach I wanted to take to something. And, and uh, you know, where they could have easily just said, we're, you know, that's not something that I'm interested at this time. They really were sort of ugly to me about it. You know, they they were uh, very attacking. Um, you know, they made things sound false, like my motives. I had other motives for things. It was very hurtful, you know, and uh, it's somebody that I see quite a lot in my life. And 
I knew that I needed to forgive, but I didn't want to. I mean, I did not want to. I was angry. I was hurt. Uh, it was something I'm like, I've given a lot of my time to this stuff that I'm doing now. And, you know, I can't believe that it's been received in this way. And I just, I really, it really was very hard for me. And I obviously opened up to my wife about it. And then she got, you know, mama bear got mad. And mm-hmm. and then I completely drew her into this thing that where it took her away from her peace. And I had to come to, the, I really had to hit my knees and, and, and talk to Jesus and say, this hurts me. And I'm thinking about a decision in my life to change things that, but am I overreacting? Am I being egotistical? Am I being private, you know, prideful? And it was very hard for me, but eventually I just, I knew in my heart, God was saying, you got to forgive. Like, I know you were hurt and I know that there was no right for that to be done to you. But you know what? You can sit here and, and live in that and wallow in that and be the opposite of the person I need you to be. Or you can do what I've shown you so many times through my teachings, through the way I lived, and forgive and move on and regain your peace, right? Your children are smiling at you. And instead of smiling back, you're you're letting this person rule your your thoughts and your minds and your attitude your mind and your attitude. And I don't need that for you. So, you know, that was an opportunity there. It was very hard, and it's still hard for me. Every time I see this person the thoughts start coming in my mind and like you, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have to go, no, I've forgiven them and I'm moving past that. And that's the part where you talked about earlier, action versus words. It's very easy to say, okay, I'll forgive you, but I'm going to hate you the rest of my life. That's not true forgiveness. That, that is just, I'm checking a box and I'm still secretly going to be stabbing you. You know, I have a voodoo doll at home of you and I'm stabbing you with it. Hopefully you have shoulder pain or something now and pretending like I've forgiven you. And, so th- that's happened recently in my life. Another one is, you know, a friend and I sort of, you know, drew apart in the last couple of years. And it's something that's hurt me. And, and now I know that it's hurt him as well. Uh, he very graciously came up and we spent time together and we talked through some things and it wound up very beautiful. I mean, one of my favorite moments I've had in my life is, is the moments I spent with him uh, in the last few weeks, just reconnecting and you know, prayer is the center of our relationship now, and we've been praying a lot together and walking through things. And it's, you know, I even told him the other day, I said, you brought me great joy in my life with this. This is something that I thought I had forgiven or, you know, I didn't really know what the fault was. There was confusion there of who and why, but it was something that was unsettled. And through your graciousness of coming and where it may not have been, deserved, you know, a reason for you to say, I'm sorry, you did. And it allowed me to say, I'm sorry for the part I played in anything. And now our relationship is completely different than what it used to be. And it's not centered around the things it used to be. There's no fakeness or weirdness there. It's just we're two guys that are going to figure this out moving forward. And, and God allowed us a grace in that moment. It sounds like there's a healing process, yeah. too. That's the thing with forgiveness. When you do it as an action, the healing begins and then the peace settles. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I know we're talking about, like, those things that are, are kind of not easy. I don't know, I hate to use the word easy to, to fix. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have had some really hard things happen to them by people who just took advantage of them. You know, and I can we can understand that hurt. Yeah. That, a, you know, forgiveness may take a little bit longer to come. But when you have that peace, I'm talking about people who are probably divorced Mm-hmm. You know, people who are have maybe a child that's going through addiction and, and then, like, stuff keeps missing from the house, right? Love is always there. Forgiveness needs to come, but, you know, 
does it need to be addressed with a little bit of temperance with with um with trust in a sense you know you can still love someone still forgive them but not trust as much i mean you yeah. know what i'm saying it's it's one of those things where forgiveness is great but the other person has to come in the middle and and actually work and to earn you. yeah to yeah. Not earn i mean but to really seek that forgiveness mm-hmm. and know? allow it to happen allow yes allow it to happen yeah, because that's what you're just talking about. You two people come together from whatever happened. You may not even know what it was. Yeah. But there's so much distance created and so much conflict probably started from that. But that is probably have forgotten. But yet, by coming together with your friend, I mean, it's like almost like a peace treaty. You right. Know? Both realize something has happened. Well, then you have to take action in it, right? There's one of the parables that always sticks out to me when we're talking about forgiveness is, and it sort of addresses what you're talking about, is the parable of the... Um, unforgiving servant you know he goes the story we all have probably read it but you know there's a king and and he owes this this servant owes him you know money and all these different things the king comes to collect and says where's my stuff and and he says i don't have it and the king's angry and he says well i'm going to kick you and your family out of the kingdom and taking everything you own and and he begs for forgiveness right he falls on his knees he says i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and the king felt, you know, very merciful and said, "Okay, your your debts are forgiven because you've come mercifully and asked for it, or, you know, wanting my grace." And so, the servant gets up, and where that should have flown into his life and transformed him, and said, "Wow, I've been given a grace that now there's no way I can't live in the same manner in my life." That servant turns around and immediately goes find somebody below him that owes him money, and what does he do? Five minutes after being forgiven, and basically being able to retain his life and his family, he grabs the guy by the throat, starts choking him, and throws him in prison because he doesn't give him this small amount that he is owed. And what happens is the king finds out about it and says, you wicked and ungrateful servant. And he and he basically throws him to, to be you know tortured and killed at the end of it. And that's the way we can become if we don't allow forgiveness just to permeate our life. You know, we've, like you said, you come together to meet each other but are we learning from it? Are we growing through that? Are we understanding that this isn't just something that's optional? This is a key part of the Christian life that if you're not willing to to, to put this first, you're never going to grow in that next step to holiness. And that's what we're always, the whole point of this podcast, the whole point of everything we do should be, how do I get it to the next step? How do I climb up the next rung of the ladder to be holier today than I was yesterday? And forgiveness allows us that. Because the other side of it is, we begin if we're not forgiving, then we start to, whether we know it or not, try to replace God in our life. What I mean by that is, God has the un... I mean, you, He holds the right Himself for judgment. It is not ours. We are warned over and over in the Bible about judging people. You know, ex, judge, jury, and executioner. That is God's whole deal. We have no business in that place. And when we... When we don't forgive, then we are placing a judgment on someone. You are no no longer worthy of my love. You are no longer worthy of my friendship. You are this kind of person. I'm going to tell everybody you're this kind of person. We we basically replace the the role of God in our lives and put ourselves way above anywhere we should be. Right. We put on the mantle of self righteousness by by doing that we become destructive. And right. when we look around, wondering why is chaos around my life? Well, because one. You create it yourself by not being forgiven or, or to seek uh, forgiveness from other people, but obviously not really realizing that you are the cause of the whole 
mess in your life. Yeah. Because you were hard-hearted, because you didn't allow people to come to you, or you allow yourself to be open to something that, you know, you you did. Yeah. Like forgiveness is difficult. It's not easy. This is not an easy topic. I mean, that's why Christ preached on it mostly because he knows that we cannot get it through our thick head sometimes because we want justice in our own yeah. form and manner, right? But not by God's justice. Well, that's a good point. I mean, there's an Old Testament example too, you know, Joseph and the coat of many colors. You know, everybody, if you ever went to Sunday school or did anything like that as a child, you've heard that story. And you talk about a guy that had every opportunity and means to enact vengeance against his brothers because they threw him in the pit and left him for dead and all of that. We know the story. But he had every, the means at his disposal just to do whatever he wanted to him and he wound up forgiving him. And that's how we have to be in our life. I really want to hammer that point home is is so often forgiveness can, in our mind, the devil will use that to twist it and turn and play tricks to pull us further away from God in our own relationship. You, They don't deserve that from you. You're not going to give them that. You're just writing them off. All of those things. And what it does is it pulls you away from that opportunity to grow closer to Christ. It's it's so hard. And I always find it funny. You know, Deacon Jeff and I were talking about this uh, not long ago that you know, when we allow that to happen in our mind, we allow people to, to control us as well, right? Like that that becomes what we center on. So it affects everything in our life. You really, not forgiving someone allows them a power in your life that they should not own. A power that they that we shouldn't give anybody you other, make, than, other yeah. than Christ. You make yourself miserable. Right. But not it, forgiving. Yeah. yeah, and it affects all your relationships, right? You, you wonder, why am I fighting with my wife all the time? Well, it's because I'm mad at this guy. And most of the time, it's like anger, right? You just, the other person doesn't even know that that's been going on. But, you know, Jesus always calls us to be childlike, right? And I I was thinking today on the way over here about forgiveness and examples of my life. I've seen forgiveness from, you know, the really beautiful forgiveness. And it's children, right? As, As parents, we can get so busy with life, you know, just we make promises, right? I, sometimes I'll tell Jacob, sure, when I get home, I'll be home to tuck you in. I'll be home to read a story. Yeah, we're going to watch that show tonight. Sure, we're going to put the tent up in my bedroom and we're going to act like we're camping. And then something happens and it's innocent, but you you blew it, right? You missed that opportunity. You, you didn't hold true to your word. And you go home and you're like, man, I feel terrible. And that kid's looking up with you and they go, dad, I'm upset, but I love you. You know, they're looking at you like, I can't do anything but love you. I, there is no other option. You know, they can they can be upset with you, walk out of the room, and they come back in, and they just, their little hearts won't allow them to hold any sort of malice, hate, anything like that in. And that's what God is calling us to, is this forgiveness is not about you other than the fact that it allows you to practice virtue. And, and you know, I just, I don't know, I have these images of my three kids and, and the many times I've screwed up. And they've just been so gracious and grace, grateful and and just said, Dad, it's all right. And that's that's an example of how we're supposed to live our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you interact, when you, you see your kids and other kids interact, and they may be conflict. Say, that, for instance, they're trying to build like five houses out of this. There's five of them. They're trying to build Lego blocks or whatever. And everyone wants a certain piece, right? There's going to be conflict or whatever, but usually there's going to be like, that's okay. You can have it, and they find something else to do. Um, they usually don't let it extend more than that moment. But as adults, what we do, we can we can take that and ex- extend that through a whole lifetime. 
I mean, you gave examples and something, you know, I would like to share too. I mean, sure. Uh, my wife's father was a good man, um, but there was something that happened um, in the in the in the years of his father passing, to where there's a dispute on who and what really deserves the share of of the inheritance. Right? There wasn't much, but it became a, such a conflict that there was the splitting of the of the uh, siblings to where some never talked to each other. And I know before he probably passed that he was probably sorry about that, you know, because I've learned, I've heard that from my wife, you know, and from, um, you know, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law is that they, they think that he probably, that was probably one of the things he, he wished that it would have been reconciled. But as we know, pride as a human being can sometimes diminish that desire to ask for forgiveness or to repair those, those breached holes of love, you know, and, um, there's, there's going to be people listening to this that are going through that right now. Yeah. It's hard. And, um, you know, forgiveness is not an easy action. I mean, this is, it's a loaded question. We could talk about this in five part series or 10 mm-hmm. or what was it? 70 times 70, you know, every yeah. day. Um, forgiveness is, is tough. It's not easy, but with prayer and action, I think that that becomes much more palatable to do in your life. Um, but keep at it. Yeah. You know, don't give one, up. One thing that helps me is to look at the cross, right? I mean, that is the, the the most dominant act of forgiveness ever. Is this is how much I love you, and no matter what you've done, this is how much I'm going. I'm willing to forgive you, and it's a model for us. And you know, if you're struggling with this, you know, just just give it your best. I mean, like, just remember that this is. Don't allow yourself to be kept from God, to kept you know, to be kept from growing in holiness and in grace because of of something that someone else has done or if you've done be purposeful about seeking forgiveness about offering your 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 apologies to someone because the last thing you want to do is also be the cause of someone else being cut off from the grace of the lord by not forgiving something that you've done so you know pray about all this think about it it's a tough thing but if we're not forgiven we're not growing god god has given us the example and it's up to us to follow it but guys i want to tell you I really want to appreciate and say thank you to everybody that's been listening to the podcast, that's liked the website, the Facebook, the Instagram. It really means a lot to us. I hope you keep listening and keep enjoying. So, Victor, why don't we take this opportunity? We'll go ahead and close out in prayer. And if anybody's in your life you need to forgive, then why don't you think about it right now? Heavenly Father, you never said that being a disciple would be easy. Help us never to impede our own path to holiness by closing our hearts to giving and receiving forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.